This is episode 134, How to Get an X Out of Your Head with Andrea. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Well, I'm here in LA for another two days before I pack up. Well, I'm already packed, actually. I kind of live packed right now and head to Australia. By the time you hear this episode, I will be there and really looking forward to it. Um, you've heard this before, but just in case, want to make sure that those of you over in Australia or New Zealand or anywhere in that side of the world know there's a couple opportunities to work with me. There's a masterclass training weekend for any kind of coaches, personal trainers, therapists, April 14th and 15th. And there's a one day women's retreat that I'm doing April 13th. The link to the masterclass is in the show notes. I don't have a page up for the women's retreat because it's a very small group. If you want in on that or want more details, email jill at christinehassler.com. I think we have about two spots left for the women's retreat and a few spots left for the masterclass. So sign up soon and remember the investments you make in yourself are the best investments you can ever make. And what's present for me to talk to you about before we dive into the show is the importance of speaking up and speaking your truth. I was in a few situations recently where it would have been easier for me to just kind of accept what happened and send the other person love and light and work through it on my own and let the relationship sort of dissolve. But that would have been a bit of a cop-out. Part of what we're all learning is how to speak up for ourselves, how to share our truth without blame, without resentment, without anger, but also not doing the spiritual bypass thing. I have found myself often doing that, going into spiritual bypass, processing it on my own, forgiving the person because I was too scared to speak up. And so in this recent situation I'm talking about was actually someone that I had hired and I had a bit of an expectation hangover and there were some miscommunications and I felt misunderstood and a big part of me wanted, you know, it just to be over, like for the agreement to be over and me to go on my merry way and just like accept it and get the lessons. But my throat started to hurt and I started to feel this tightness and the lesson was, oh yeah, you got to speak up. You got to share your truth. And the scariest thing sometimes about speaking our truth is that the other person might get mad or might get upset or may not understand. And that's often likely to happen because in our most difficult relationships, the other person often isn't the most understanding of us, but that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't stop us from at least saying what we need to say so that we feel like we've made a self-honoring choice and we feel complete. And again, it's not from a place of blame or making the other person wrong, but it's really about, Hey, here's what this experience was like for me. And this was what wasn't okay about it. And it's important for me to say that. So I feel loads better that I spoke up for myself. I don't know what the reaction will be, how it will be received, but honestly, I'm not attached to that because that's not the part that matters. The part that matters is that I spoke my truth. So for any of you who are biting your tongue a little bit, not speaking up, thinking, I'll just process it all on my own because honestly, you're too scared to speak up. 
perhaps it's time for you to dip into some courage, not be so concerned about what the other person may think or how they may react and say what you need to say. I also wanted to share a recent email I got from one of the callers on the show. I love getting updates from people who've been coached on the show. So if you have been and you have an update, send it my way. You can always send it to assist at christinehaster.com. So remember episode 124, where I coach Michelle on answering her life calling and fulfilling her purpose. She was the one who at around seven years old, uh, there was a boy who almost drowned in the swimming pool and she felt like she was at fault a little bit at that. And she had this call to work in hospice and was hesitating it and found herself sabotaging herself. And the call was really about stepping into her calling and doing whatever she needed to do to go to the training that was the end of life and doula training. So she sent me this email and I wanted to read it to you. She wrote, I want to give you an update on my end of life doula training because I'm so excited. I've actually been having somewhat of a hard time getting all the pieces aligned to make it work. I had to step back and pray about it and give it to the universe and my angels that are constantly surrounding me. After I did that, I showed up to make it work. I have my plane ticket for April and the training is locked down. Still some minor details to work out, but I got this. When things started to go wrong, I questioned my venture and maybe something was telling me this wasn't going to work for me. My lesson in that is that dreams are not meant to be easy all the time. Just because the purpose is aligned doesn't mean it's all going to be rainbows and candy. I have to believe in my purpose more than anything else. But there have been so many miracles. Being able to talk to you on your podcast, finding the training that I was available to go to, and get this, I'm afraid to fly and my best friend just happens to be flying to San Francisco at the same time so we can fly together. Thanks for being part of my journey. Even though it was brief, it was monumental to me. Well, thank you, Michelle, for that update. And thank you for saying yes to your calling and really showing up for yourself. And my call today with Andrea, it's another version of showing up for ourselves, but really showing up for ourselves in regard to those younger parts of ourself that we often deny or disconnect from. So as you're listening to this call, consider, is there an ex or just anyone in your life that you've had a difficult relationship with, or the relationship is over and you just can't get them out of your head. You find yourself obsessing about them. Do you seem to have the same kind of relationship patterns, the same kind of results in relationship? When you were younger, did you often feel bullied, duped, left out, or isolated? And when you try to connect to younger parts of yourself, do you think it's kind of silly? Do you find it hard? Is it difficult for you to do? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Andrea. And also, if you do want to be coached on the show, you can send an email to assist at christinehasler.com and she'll get you on the wait list. Andrea, welcome to the show. What's your question? So I've had a really growth year, I guess. I've been kind of doing a lot of work in the past year and I stumbled across your podcast and it's actually really helped me grow in a lot of areas, but I feel like I'm still having some hangups around relationships and opening up with like having deeper connection. I had a relationship last year that is really stuck with me. And I feel like I haven't been able to move forward from that relationship. It's been difficult for me to get that individual out of my head. Okay, Um, I'm just looking for some guidance to maybe move through those things. And what was that last relationship like? It was really the first time I felt more deeper connect, like more of a deep connection with someone. And I'm not sure if it was just the excitement of having someone, if, 
I felt more of a spark with, or if I really truly was deeply connected with that person. So I think it was not a long relationship. And I, to be honest, I had just come out of a relationship. So at the time I met that person, I think it was more of a using him as a comfort for myself and not really letting myself heal from that previous relationship. But it's still, you know, we parted ways. He, he couldn't really go deeper. I wanted something a little bit more connected, more deeper commitment. And that those were things that he really couldn't provide. And I, I, I know those are things he still cannot provide, but for some reason he still comes up on a very consistent basis in my head. Okay. Okay. And did you end it? Did he end it or was it a mutual thing? I ended it. And when you say you couldn't go deeper, what did you want? Um, well, he wasn't ready to commit to like a relationship. Okay. And I'm really looking for someone who wants to grow with me and continue to connect on a deeper level. And I feel like at the beginning when we started, it felt very connected. I was able to open up with him more than I had with other people in the past and share things with him. And then it felt like he kind of took a step back a couple months in and almost got fearful or afraid. And we, we kind of hit a roadblock there where we couldn't like, I couldn't continue to kind of have that surface level relationship. Right. Right. And that could have happened. You know, people grow at different paces and they're ready for different things. And if he was, and, and with men, it's so much about timing. And if he was feeling you really wanting to get more serious and a more committed relationship and he's not really there in his life, then he was probably putting up a lot of defenses and walls. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times sometimes people don't even know they're doing that, right? They they just start kind of sabotaging it or pulling away because on some level they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And the problem is you you took that personally. I did. So what did you make that mean about you? It's been something I've been working through. Um I think I've always had this Oh my goodness. It's okay. It's okay. Let you that... pull it right out of me. <laughs> and let, don't edit it just because the tears are good. It'll help. So I think I have, and I know this goes back to like way back in my childhood, like your shows have helped me open, like make connections between that. But I think I just don't think that I'm able to have a deep connection with people. And I feel like I told myself when I was little that people couldn't love me on a deeper level. You told yourself uh, when you were little that people what? Well, I was kind of bullied as a kid and I told myself that no man will ever love you mm. and don't ever open up with someone. And that's something that you've helped me uncover with your other podcasts. But mm-hmm. I think I'm still trying to work through that piece. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And that's what's happening, right? So you're continuing to collect evidence for the story that you believe. So just stay in the emotion of this because the tears are really good. Sometimes it's like a tears of relief of letting the pain come up because it sounds like you got really, really rejected. So tell me about the bullying. How old were you and what happened? Um, Probably fourth grade through eighth grade. Um, I was overweight as a kid. And like every time I had a crush on a boy, they would almost pretend to like me and then like bully me and call me fat and piggy and just like 
very mean things. And so I think I built some walls up after that. Well, of course you did, my love. Of course you did. That's incredibly painful. Here you're this young girl, I mean, fourth to eighth grade, that's still so young. And a time when we're coming into puberty and our body and all of that. And you would open your heart, think someone liked you, and then boom, just be annihilated. So of course. And what is still playing out is there's still that little girl who's looking for someone outside of her to tell her that she's lovable. And you keep picking these people, hoping that they'll ease this wound, but you're still running the story that no man will ever love you and it's not safe. And so that's what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I just really want to just like wrap that little girl up in love and tell her that she's so lovable, that she's so lovable and tell her I'm so sorry that she was picked on. That was really mean what those boys did. That was really mean. And you know what? Those boys were probably insecure too. And unfortunately they used being mean to you as a way to build themselves up. What would you want to tell that little girl? Be fierce. (laughs) Be your own person. It doesn't matter. Well, I don't think she needs a pep talk because I think that's how you try to, (laughs) I think that's how you try to get through the world. You get hurt and then you get angry. And you tell yourself, yeah. (laughs) And you tell yourself just to be strong and push through and screw everybody. And anger is good. Anger is useful. You know, anger is useful. Um, and you want to get that out. But what that, that little girl needs to know is that she didn't do anything wrong and that she is lovable. She needs your compassion and your love. You know, you keep saying you want these guys to grow and go deeper with you. That's just a projection. You need to go deeper with yourself. And really go into those places inside that hurt and fill them with love. And tell yourself a different story about it. Because you're giving these boys in elementary and middle school a lot of power. Yeah. It's very hard to attract someone who's ready to commit to a deeper level when we aren't doing that inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. How would you say your self-love is? Um, I would say at the time of this incident last year, it was at an all-time low, but Mm -hmm. I have been working on it, and I feel like I'm a lot more accepting and loving of myself and that I really, I kind of understand that I was attracting the wrong things into my life at that time and more what my, I, I feel like it's really, honestly, I feel like I love myself more now than I have ever in my life. Yeah. It's taken a long time to get here, but I think there's obviously still growth I need to work through. Well, and it wasn't that you were attracting the wrong things. You were just attracting what was in alignment with what you believed about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, 
I'm really just pointing out to you all the subtle ways you judge yourself. Even judge yourself as attracting the wrong things. No, it was completely right with what you believed. So I want you to go back and, and try again. What would you say to that younger girl who suffered through all the bullying and rejection? You're beautiful just the way you are. You're kind and you're loved by many. <laughs> you're here for a purpose. And when things are hard, there's, there's always a lesson to learn. Okay, so how does it feel when you say that? Kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels good, but it still feels uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it still feels like you're talking at her and just trying to make her feel better rather than mm-hmm. being with her pain. It's more, so let me, let me talk to her and you tell me how this feels. Close your eyes. I am so sorry this is happening to you. I am so sorry, sweetheart. I know that this is so hard and it hurts so much. And I want you to know I'm here. And you can cry all your tears about it. And you can share with me whatever you want to share. And I'm sorry you had to keep so much of it inside too. It must have been so hard to try to process that all on your own. But you don't have to do it on your own anymore. I'm here and I'll listen to you. And I'll give you hugs. And I'll tell you you're lovable. And I'll help you through this. How does that feel? That brought forward a lot of emotion. Yeah. So if that little girl inside of you could speak right now, what do you think she'd say? It's so hard for me to even think what she would say because I'm so used to not saying anything. I know, my love, but I'm here with you. I want you to try. (laughs) It hurts. Mm -hmm. I really just don't know. Well, what's happening is you're, you're, you've kind of disconnected from this part of you. So I'm just here with you really holding a space for you to reconnect. So try not to go to the, I don't know, just close your eyes and stay with the feeling and go back to that age, like maybe fifth grade, maybe remember an outfit that you wore or a classroom that you were in where some of this happened and just really take yourself back there and let that part of you speak. I am very disconnected from her because all I can think about is how lonely she was. Okay, so say that. I'm lonely. I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. What else? I just want to be free to be who Mm -hmm. I am without having to feel like people are judging or feel like... I'll be made fun of for who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to feel happy. Mm-hmm. I want to belong. I want to belong. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like the friends I have are true friends. Yeah. 
And what do you need? What does this younger part of you need? I think she just needs to understand that she is loved and she is beautiful. And it's okay to be who she is, even if it's not what other people expect her to be. Well, yes, but it sounds to me like what she really needs is not to feel like she's alone. <laughs> it's hard to understand yeah. all those things that you just said when you feel alone. Mm -hmm. So from my point of view, Andrea, the work really here is you reconnecting to this, this part of you that in a lot of ways you've shamed and disowned and just sort of disregarded because it's so painful. And this thing with the guy, it's just a projection. You're craving a deeper and more committed relationship to yourself. And it's, it's, you know, self-love is just sort of a, you know, I did a podcast, a coach's corner on that a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't listened to it, definitely do. Self-love is, is really about mm -hmm. having a relationship with ourself. It's not about saying mm -hmm. affirmations and, you know, doing nice things for ourselves. It's, it's really about shifting how we relate to ourselves. And there's a very lonely, um, ashamed, rejected little girl inside of you. And the only person that can truly reach her is you. And honestly, she probably gets scared to death when you date because she's just waiting for the guy to reject her. Yep. But if <laughs> it doesn't happen, I'll just make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So my suggestion would be no dating for a bit because you're just going to continue to play this pattern out yep. and the, the urgency and the crave that you, so we always want to look at our come from, right? You know, I said, <laughs> I said on a stage a couple of weeks ago where I was speaking, um, you know, people would used to ask me what my type is and I can honestly look back and go, well, whatever my issues were at the time that I was working through, that was my type because I would, <laughs> I would attract people based on, and not just in dating, it could have been in work or whatever or situations, but I'd attract people according to whatever I was working through. And now, because I've done a lot of work, I'm not saying I'm walking on water anytime soon or I'm completely evolved, not saying that at all, but I have a much healthier conscious relationship with myself and I'm a really good partner to myself better than I've ever been. And so my come from in dating and looking at who I'm attracted to is a much different place. It's more the come from of a desire to share my life and to share love, not to get anything or to make me feel a certain way. And I can relate to those issues of rejection and bullying and not belonging. And no person outside of you can heal that. What do you recommend I do to really get re like get in touch with this little girl inside of me and heal yep. or go deeper? Yep. Have you taken my mastery course? haven't. Okay. Well, that's going to be available very soon. So I highly suggest that. Um, I also suggest getting pictures of yourself at that time and start talking and writing to yourself, like write to that little girl, let's say 10 and have her write back. You've got to kind of start 
communication, just like you did today. And you did great, Andrea. You didn't think you could do it. And you got there. You were able to feel what she was feeling and you were able to let her speak. That's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So that's really it is you start nurturing. You go every time you think of this guy and it's great. He's, he's a great alert sign. You know, he's like a little alarm. Every time you think of him. it's you needing to go and connect deeper to you and go inside and be like, what do you need? You know, that's something I do inside myself. When I feel like my little girl is triggered or my adolescent is triggered. It's like, what do you need from me right now? That's a big part of self-love is that reparenting ourselves. It's like, I want you to imagine that she's in school and this is happening and she has you there as her ally to hug her, to make her feel safe, to make her feel not alone. And in, in doing the writing and talking to her, some of the anger may come out. She may want to yell at those boys, find her voice again. I like that. This is really about you going back in and helping that little girl heal, helping her write a new story, you know, and, and really like looking at how being overweight as a kid, how that served you. Maybe you were super energetically sensitive and the weight was protecting you, you know, or maybe that was the way you soothed yourself. Like don't, don't shame the weight either. It it was there for a reason as well. Makes sense. It does. (laughs) Yeah. And how's your relationship with your body now? It's been a growing process over the past year. And I feel like I'm at the point where I'm fully listening to my body and fully nourishing it the way it needs to be nourished. Because as you can expect, overweight as a kid, maybe turned into some bad eating habits as an adult. And now I feel like I'm finally getting to a point where I'm, or not as an adult, but a teenager, I kind of had like a restrictive mm-hmm. behavior, but now I'm at the point where I'm actually listening to what my body needs for nourishment Good. and really to in. Good. Yeah. Because that little girl started to form the belief that, oh, okay, well, in order to be belong and be loved, I need to lose weight. Yeah. And you need yep. to go in there and help her clean up that <laughs> BS belief. <laughs> I'll work on it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that you'll be surprised at how your body shifts and your relationship to your body and the concern about weight, how that all starts to melt away when you really, really, really connect more deeply to yourself. Because the body stuff is just a surface manifestation of a deeper issue that's longing to be loved. And you now as a grown up, need to help her come out. I feel so scared. She's ready. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So in this moment, how do you feel about the guy that you brought up in the beginning? I don't know if indifferent is a good word. That's a great word. I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it wasn't really about him. No. Definitely not. Yeah. Questions? I don't think so. I feel a lot of relief right now, though. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. And what's one more thing you'd want to tell your little girl? 
you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. You're perfect exactly as you are. And you belong. I belong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I can feel the shift in your voice. <laughs> Beautiful work. <laughs> Beautiful work. So now that we've made this connection with the little girl, do not abandon her. She just started to reveal herself to you. So even after you hang up, I'd start to write her a letter, get the pictures together, check in every day. Do not go, do not let a day go by that you do not check in with her. Okay. Okay. And I'm really proud of you. Thank you. You did great. Again, such a beautiful call. I love it when so much emotion comes up because that just, to me, is someone getting free. Sometimes we're so scared of emotion because it can be so uncomfortable. I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and she's going through a very difficult time and she tends to be a very logical, get things done kind of person. And she said, oh man, I just want to get through these emotions. I just want to get to the other side of them. And I know it's just going to make me more powerful because if I can get through this, I can get through anything. So like, I can't even imagine what I'm capable of. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, that, that's great. Love the courage. But what about vulnerability? We don't have to like power through our emotions. It's not weak to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is incredibly courageous and incredibly powerful. And it doesn't make us a victim. So we don't want to power through our emotions. We want to go slow. We want to be with them. We want to be compassionate because so many of our emotions in our adult life stem from childhood stuff, as you heard with the case with Andrea. And if we keep repressing them and repressing them and powering through them, we just keep attracting experiences that try to trigger them to get us to finally feel them. So as you heard in this call, it really wasn't about the guy. It was really about a younger part of her that felt rejected. And she just kept attracting situations where either she got rejected or she didn't feel met in a relationship because she just was craving a deeper relationship with herself. So let's break down this call a little bit. She began by saying she was growing in a lot of areas and she had some hangups about getting over this past relationship. And she was very self-aware. She admitted that she was using him maybe as comfort instead of really getting over her past relationship. You know, so my sense was she probably went from one relationship to another. She also said she felt this incredibly deep connection to him, but I want to advise all of you listening to be really discerning about what a deep connection is, because oftentimes what we think is a deep connection is actually infatuation and positive projection. So when getting to know someone, take off the rose colored glasses, go slow. And if you're feeling a deep connection to them, make sure you're also feeling a really deep connection to yourself so that you don't end up projecting. You don't end up putting on rose colored glasses and you don't get lost in the hormones of infatuation. When talking about the guy, we also talked about how she took personally him not wanting to go deeper he wasn't ready to do the kind of work that she wanted him to do. And what we later discovered is he was just projecting back to her where she wasn't ready to go inside herself. So she was looking at him wanting a deeper connection, wanting a deeper connection. But what she really wanted was a deeper connection with herself. And we have to give everybody the dignity of their process. I've said that multiple times on the show. If he wasn't ready, 
fine. That's fine. There's no reason to take that personally, but she did. And that's when all the emotion came up. And that's when we got to the core issue here, which was that she's felt rejected since she was a young girl. She was bullied and she was kind of duped. She thought people liked her. And then she was teased and she formed a belief at this very young age that she was unlovable. And then honestly, she couldn't trust people. So she developed a bit of an armor. She got hurt and then it turned to anger. And then she that just has an effort attitude and just wants to be strong. And I see this with a lot of people it kind of happened with my friend that I was referring to, you know, you get hurt and you're like, well, screw that. Screw everyone. I'm going to just be okay anyway. And we want to get over it and on with it, obviously, but we don't want to just bypass the hurt and the emotion. I said that anger is good. Anger is useful. And what I meant by that is that it's important for us to get it out. Like it's useful to not suppress it and it helps us get to our fire and our true emotions about it. And underneath the anger is usually hurt. And like I've also said many times on the show, healing is the application of love to the places inside that hurt. And we can't just be strong and say, F it, I'm just going to get over it and really not go and love those places inside that hurt. She kept saying she wanted men to go deeper with her. Well, she needed to go deeper with herself. And the shift in this call really happened when she started to talk to the younger part of herself in a different, AKA deeper way. She stayed with her. She didn't give up and she got there even though she was just thought she was disconnected. She kept saying to me, I don't know. I feel disconnected but I just stayed with her and I helped her a little bit by talking to her little girl first. And then she really was able to connect, which is so important because her whole life, she felt like she was alone. You know, and if you have a part of you that has felt like you've been alone and you're not connected to yourself, then you're consistently reinforcing that alone feeling. So we must connect to those parts of us that we've shamed or disowned and commit to having a more loving, nurturing relationship with ourself. We also talked about her weight and how there might be a scared little girl in there who's ready to come out. And my sense is when she really connects to this little girl, when she really feels some of the hurt she's suppressed and is there with herself with love, compassion, and acceptance, she might not need the weight to protect her anymore. It's probably just a protective mechanism and she probably soothes herself with food like a lot of us do when we don't have the compassion to really be with our emotions. And what was so cool about this call is at the end, I asked her if she was still thinking about the guy and her answer was, no, not really. I kind of feel indifferent to him. Yay. Awesome. Because he's not the issue. And I guarantee you, if there's an ex that's taking up real estate in your head, he or she is really not the issue. There's something deeper that's begging for your attention and your love. So some takeaways for you, start a communication with those younger parts of yourself, get out a picture, talk to that younger part, write in a journal. This is advice I give a lot. Why do you think I give it a lot? Cause it works (laughs) next. Take a pause from dating or doing the things that reinforce the pattern that you want to break. If you keep sabotaging relationships, if you keep getting rejected, if you keep attracting people that are emotionally unavailable, stop for a while, date yourself, heal whatever it is that keeps reinforcing this pattern, and then go back on the market. 
And if you can't get over an ex, like I said to Andrea, see them as an alarm. You know, every time you're thinking of him or her, see it as an alarm bell. It's like your inner child. It's a part of you going, Hey, 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 I need attention. Cause you're really not missing them. You're missing a part of you. And finally, I mentioned my mastery class. That was something that I only had available once a year, but we're in the process of making that open year round. That will probably happen in May. So stay tuned for that because it's an amazing personal development course, which will be great supplemental material to this podcast. And before I sign off for today, I want to thank our sponsor, True Car. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what that stands for, but what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the True Car price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if your True Price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or a used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. All right, everybody, that's the show for this week. Much love and many blessings. From Podcast One and the voice of the American people, it's time to fight back with Barbara Boxer. It's so hard, I think, for the average person who has to get up in the morning to follow this stuff. This is a problem solvable. All we have to do is look around the world. They have made a difference in Florida. It's it's unbelievable. Listen free and subscribe to Fight Back with Barbara Boxer, exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and review. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.